is the guest on this 51st episode of Auto What. I'm Amon Bashir, one of the hosts, and I'm sitting here with Robert Trell and Keegan On. Uh, so we're excited to meet you and talk to you, Mark. Uh, how are you doing, first of all? I'm doing great. Thanks again yeah. for have, having me over there, Amon and Keegan. Uh, appreciate the invite. And Absolutely. I'm ready to go. Oh, we're excited. <laughs> we're excited. So one of the things that we do before we uh, we actually get into all the, the material is we... We're normally drinking a wine, a beer, we're drinking something. Mm -hmm. So, Rob, do you want to talk about sort of what we're drinking today? Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I made the the joke before we started that this is episode 50 wine, because we normally have a beer, but now we have wine. Keegan said he would flip out. I told him not to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see Keegan's reaction. Yeah. And you seem fine. And now he's embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) He picked out the wine. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what we have in front of us is a lighthouse Riesling from VQA. Uh, this is an Ontario, right? Yeah. VQA is Ontario. Uh, it says it has a fragrant orchid, uh, fr- orchard fresh aroma and a delicate peach bouquet. Mm. It's, okay. a white, it's a white wine. What do you guys think? Is that yeah? Is that accurate? I can taste the bouquet. Accurate. I can taste. Okay. I can taste the bouquet. Yeah. You're, you're enjoying it, Mark? Yeah. yeah I'm enjoying it. I like. I like the sweet, sweet wine. There you go. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I got a big sweet tooth. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, very cool. I uh, we had a sommelier in training, I guess, or was he an actual sommelier? Mark, no, he was taking in training. The course. In training. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, a real sommelier, they go to France, right? Did he go to France to get trained? Oh, I don't know. Okay, was, no, he oh. went to Algonquin or something. I think it was wasn't it Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he might have done both. I don't okay, know. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's what was, I was told. He was teaching us <laughs> about like the proper way to drink wine, so I tried to do it there. Um, and I realized that I, I just need to drink more wine to know the differences, yeah. but. Dry is a word, and dry is a word that comes to my mind. Does that mm. sound right? Does this does this taste dry? I don't think it tastes sweet. Dry is like the opposite of sweet, right? Yeah, for one. I think so. Yeah, so you're completely well, backwards. I'm completely <laughs> off on this. Yeah. So it, this is how much I know. Mouthwash, maybe. Eh? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll just stick to the beer. So <laughs> anyway, but I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I never really have a problem with wine, but yeah, I, I can never really differentiate. Mark, you're saying you're off beer recently? Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be very hard. This is going to be my first summer without beer. Whole summer? Whole summer. Oh. Yeah. And usually a hot, hot day. You know, yep. you're done work. You want to like relax on a patio, have a beer. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to stick to wine and uh, my, my uh, new drink, the vodka water with a splash of lime. Right. Inspired by? George St. Pierre. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so what are the reasons behind uh, cutting up the, the beer? Uh, just me and my buddy were really like, you know, doing that a lot during the summer. And then uh, we discovered wine yep. uh, partially through our girlfriends. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and now we're just following that footstep and, you know, staying in shape, low calories, right? Less than beers. Easier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good. Just sure. change it up. Have you ever had like a low calorie beer, like Michelob? No, I never. <laughs> it's terrible. No. I'm a big like I, I Stella and yeah. Heineken and oh, yeah. Corona. Those okay. are my top okay. three. Nice. Easy drinks. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, one of the things we like to do when we first begin is we like to find out, you know, sort of the, the backstory of the person we're interviewing. So, could you give us a brief synopsis of Mark Holst's life, like where you grew up, how you got to where you are today? Things of this sort? Yeah. Um, I was born in Ottawa yep. and uh, I grew up in Elmer. Okay. Uh, I went to the French high school and uh, as soon as I finished my high school, I went right into martial art training uh, and I told my mama, I was like, all right, you know, I'm not continuing to college or university. She was really upset because she's a teacher. 
Oh. And all my cousins too, and all my family's like really like, you know, very. Uh, they're all geared onto academic, academics, and uh, you know, you know, lawyers and this and that, you name it. So really, a big like family name to kind of uphold. Sure. And I was like, no, I want to be a fighter. Okay. And uh, it's funny in my yearbook, you know, how you sign off at the end, and your your friend, your friend usually puts a little paragraph about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was seventeen, and he's like, you know, one day we'll see Mark in the UFC. Sure. And then. Nine years later, I made UFC. You were in the UFC. That's right. That's so unbelievable. I set, I set my goal there. And I'm like, you know, school is great. And I finished high school. Yep. You know, I got the, my diploma. But right. I told my mom I wanted to uh, continue and, and teach martial arts as, as living. You know, I want my, my steps when it was like, be a great fighter. Yep. Be the best fighter. Be a champion. Everybody wants to train with a champion. Yeah. Open up a gym. Yep. And then have students and pass it down. So that's what I'm doing now. You, you're, you're literally following the path you set out for yourself. That's it. And that's I was lucky cool. because a lot, yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of kids are, you know, like at that age, I don't know about you guys, but like, sure. it's like you go on a program for engineer and then you go to like law and then you never yeah. know. Yeah. But I kind of like just, I was really good. I always say when I'm being into, he's like, oh, why, why are you becoming a fighter? And I'm like, man, it's because I couldn't sing or dance, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, that, I'm, I'm an example of that. I, I studied just general sciences i guess in, in university but i'm in human resources now so it's, it's yeah. the same type of thing i was really you lucky your dream. yeah i was lucky to like find my passion right <laughs> yeah, away at, like i started at karate at 14 yeah and then i was in love with it and I, I was like man i'm pretty good i can take a punch maybe i should try like fighting you know <laughs> was that the first sign somebody <laughs> yeah. punched you like well, i like this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. i was pretty tough you know <laughs> there you go and uh, i was coachable yeah. and uh yeah I, was, I got lucky to be uh you know have a really good support system yeah. uh, like my instructors and uh my first instructor my my karate sensei actually took you know like that's such a big step as a sensei i was his best student and he's like you know what i know you want to be ufc one day but i don't know any of the ground stuff i don't i can't teach you on the jiu-jitsu or the wrestling i don't know any so take this card go see this guy and he pretty much you know he pretty much gave his best student away and because he knew i wanted to follow that dream and and be there and he knew he couldn't take me there so uh, and that's how i met my instructor pat cooligan and then at 17, and then he, he took under his tutelage, he took me all the way to the big show. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I got really, so that's in a nutshell. And now I'm still an active fighter. Yep. Uh, I'm taking the summer off okay. of fighting, <laughs> but September, October, I want to get back in the cage or in the ring and, okay. uh, and get back into the competition. I'm turning 30 uh, this year, so that's my prime. Yep. Uh, the prime of a fighter is 30 years old for, okay. for uh, MMA. And uh, waiting for the old man's strength to kick in and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And uh, yeah, so that's the prime of a, of a fighter, you know, peak uh, peak fitness and in shape and strength. And uh, you know, I hope I hope to get back in the ring and cage and do some more. But I'm teaching a lot too these days, so it's fun mm-hmm. teaching uh, and passing it down, teaching kids and adults too. Thanks, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, cool. So that's my living. Yeah. So in terms of you said karate, right? You did yeah, karate. I started karate. Was that during high school? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, and then, when you decided to start taking that next step, that's right. That's yeah. when you you started getting into the other stuff. Into the other stuff, exactly. So I started with karate and boxing, yeah. and uh, and then after that, I had to like expand, and I know that to learn the jujitsu on the ground, right. uh, you know, Muay Thai, the wrestling. So I kind of like went from Elmer, you know, karate gym to yeah. Ottawa, where you know there was more like bigger gym, like Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts that teaches you know BJJ and uh, and MMA and Muay Thai. Okay. Yeah. Mark, can you talk a bit about having a very unique job in in terms of being a professional fighter? You know, like in Ottawa, there's a lot of government workers. 
I'm a teacher, but like, I, I just feel like professional fighter is something that a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their heads around. Like, what do you do? Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a crazy routine for sure. It's very, very different. And the, the lifestyle is very tough. Um, you know, it can be anything, the, the training's tough, dieting's tough, you know, like going to sleep instead of like going to party, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, but the lifestyle is also very rewarding, you know, to have that, you know, it's funny, like I put in like a three month training camp, eat, sleep, train, repeat for three months. And then, you know, I get my hand raised for three seconds oh. and it's worth it. So that's pretty right, crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. For three seconds, the cheer, you know, the, the cheers and the, uh, the, the encouragement, and just being, you know, proud of your accomplishment mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you winning, like it's, it's all worth it. All the, uh, the grumpiness and the late nights training, the early morning, like hitting the pavement, you know, at like 6am running. And then you got, you know, sometimes I would usually do two or three sessions every day as oh. a pro fighter. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much like you're training and then you're sleeping, training some more. And then I would teach the odd class, but a lot of training, right. a lot of traveling too, because in Ottawa, um, you know, the caliber of training is great, but at, when you're at a certain level, you know, for like bigger promotions, like you have seen stuff like that. I train a lot in LA, Albuquerque, New York, Thailand, Brazil. I would have to go out there where the best are and learn from them, you know? And, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to have that opportunity, you know, from, from my coach and, uh, you know, to be sent off to training camps in Thailand and Brazil and LA and learn from the best there. So right. it was a really cool experience because I never thought martial arts and fighting would get me to travel around the world. I, you know, a lot of my friends, they know like this guy's been everywhere, you know? So, <laughs> so uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of traveling, uh, a lot of training, uh, a lot of dieting, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just a really good lifestyle, very like healthy lifestyle. So that's good. Yeah. You know, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, your, your training, obviously, you said, what, three months at a time before a fight, I guess? Yeah, it depends. I fought on, like, five-day notice. you like, oh. hey, Mark, you want to fight? I'm, oh. like, on the couch eating, like, Doritos. I'm like, sure, I'll fight. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Both are still full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put down the bag, put down the beer, you know? Sure, like, yeah, All right, that. let's put the running shoes on and then just go crazy. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so I've, I've done, like, three-month training camp for one fight. Or sometimes I've had, like, five days to get ready. That makes sense. Yeah, right off the couch. Hmm. And, and how long, like, do you still currently compete in UFC? Yep. Or no, not, not in UFC. UFC. No. So how long did you compete in UFC? So I fought twice. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I lost twice. Oh, sorry. And uh, it was a, a, a four-fight uh, contract deal. So it's, it's pretty cool how it happened. You know the Ultimate Fighter show? Yeah. So the TV series. So I tried out for that. I was at the time 7-0. and and, you know, I was like, you know, kind of riding because George St. Pierre was the coach for that series. Oh, so cool. I'm like, okay, there I'm going to represent Team Canada, be under George St. Pierre's sure. uh, tutelage, which I already trained in Montreal like two, three times a week uh, with him sometimes at the Montreal Wrestling Club and stuff like that. Uh, so they they got me the interview. I did amazing. Dana White's like there, you know, like I'm I'm hitting the pads and, and you know, he was, you know, kind of uh, surprised at my skill. Um, then I went because at the time it was Spike TV, right? The TV show. Yes. It was on Spike yes, TV. that's right. Yeah. Um, so then I passed the Spike TV interview. They loved it. Yeah. And then uh, they gave me a ticket to Vegas to go for another interview for, with Spike TV, the UFC production and all like the MRI, blood work, all that. And yeah. make sure I didn't have any like criminal records and stuff yeah. like that. Sure. Pass everything. They're like, okay, we'll call you in two weeks. They call me and they're like, Mark, sorry, you know, you didn't stand out enough. And I'm like, why, why? Like, man, like, I want to be on the show. I want to be Ultimate Fighter. Like, this is my chance. Yeah. I'm like 26 years old. And they tell me like, sorry, better luck next time. 
So then, you know, whatever I do, you know, I'm kind of bummed out for the next two, three weeks. And then they give me another phone call. UFC calls back and be like, do you want a four fight contract deal? Like instead of like going in the house, <laughs> going through the TV show, yeah. having to fight to be on, on have a contract right. with them yeah. right away. They give me like, and I, that's something I'm really proud of is like, I didn't like go through the house and all that and fight my way onto there is like, they gave me a contract. So right away they saw the skills. Yeah. They saw that I, I could be a UFC fighter. I don't need to fight sure. to be right. a UFC fighter. You guys you understand? Already, skip, right. skip that. Yeah. They can yeah. see the caliber and how I'm training and that the experience that I have and, and, uh, how I can put on a good show and, and be in there right away. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. And then my first fight in UFC was at the Palms hotel in Vegas. Yeah. And then I lost that one on decision. And then, uh, after that, they gave me a second shot, which sometimes they don't do. Sometimes they cut you right away. Wow. So, uh, they, they gave me a second shot and this time was at the O2 arena. Yep. And that was awesome. That was in London, yeah, England. Right. And, uh, I remember, you know, there's like, I think there's like 25,000 people there. Oh, so oh, walking man. out for that it was oh, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, on pay-per-view and it was awesome. That was like UFC 120. Okay. I fought on 119 UFC uh, and then 120 UFC. Okay. And uh, yeah, I remember like, uh, you know, warming up in the dressing room and I'm walking around, go to the washroom and I see uh, at the time Robert Downey Jr. And... Um, <laughs> The Sherlock Holmes movie. Who's that? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Robert Downey Jr. Like just walking by. Like, hey. And I guess the way you can enter the O2 arena in a, in a London is you can enter by boat like the ballers do. So they enter by boat. So, they, so I was bummed out because they were sitting there and they watched me lost. You know, so I, I lost that fight too. So. Was, that, was that by decision? No, that was by triangle choke. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I was fighting a, a guy from uh, England from Liverpool. Yep. And Sass. Uh, Paul Sass, yeah, that's oh. it, known for his triangle, and uh, yeah. Got but uh, after that, yeah, I got caught, and then you know, I was. I'm happy. I don't regret the experience. I'm really happy. I was the first uh, fighter from Ottawa to oh. fight in the UFC. Yep. Uh, so that's something, something that I pride myself. Like I worked really hard for it, and I got there. Yeah. I still wish you know I could have performed and got a W for Ottawa, but yeah. you know, <laughs> hopefully next time. I'm banking maybe if UFC comes to Ottawa. You know, because I'm a hometown boy right. and I'm right. staying active. Right. Hopefully, I can have my second shot there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, that would be you know, cool. so that that would be awesome. And then uh, also just training and fighting my way, get getting some more wins and getting back on that big circuit. That'd be cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I still got a few a uh, few years, lots of fighting down the <laughs> yeah. basement. You know? Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So these are these are mixed martial art fights, but you also do uh, Muay Thai fights, yes. right? Which is kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, kickboxing with knees and elbows. Oh right, yeah, yes, that's <laughs> it. Vicious. That's very important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. An elbow to the eye socket, knee mm-hmm. in the ribs. Yeah, that's yeah. Good a bit times. more painful. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, for the Muay Thai fight, I fought a lot in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing country, great experience there, and uh, I fought all over the states too. Um, and, and fighting uh, in Thailand is a big fun. deal when yeah. you're not a Thai. Yeah, because fighter, that's their right? national sport, right? Yeah, Muay Thai is like, yeah. they start when they're nine years old. By the time they're 18, they have already like 200 fights. Oh, um, you know, and the, the culture there is very different. Like, like sometimes the parents can't support their, their son. Yeah. So they give the son to the camp. So that's why, for example, you'd be like Aman and then yep. the camp would be like, for example, Sassy Prapa. So you would not have a last name. Your, your name would be Aman Sassy Prapa. That would really? be, you would take the name of the gym. That's hardcore. And then you would fight, fight, fight and say you have a lot of potential. You're good. You're fighting at 10, 11, 12 years old. And sometimes the kids make more money than the parents. 
Oh, wow. Right, yeah, the culture is very different there. Yeah. And I com- I compare a lot to hockey here. Like, we're sure, so big right. in, in yeah. Canada, the hockey, and, like, they start, yeah. like, 6 a.m. practice, right? The parents right. bring them out there <laughs> and all that. Like, it's like that for, for Muay Thai, like, for, for kickboxing. Like, the yeah. kids start so young. And wow. imagine how many hockey games they play, those kids, you know, in Pee Wee or Timbits or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, the yeah exactly. Uh, it's the same in, in Thailand. In Thailand, like, the kids fight, like, two, three times a week. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And it's not like a game. So, like, you're no, getting yeah. kicked in the ribs well, and knee and, you know, punched mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's how a very often, different lifestyle. How often does it happen that, you know, a, a North American gets 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 in? Um, well, a lot of people can go to Thailand and get a fight. Uh, but not a lot of people can win, right? Because against their national sport, it would be like right. a tie coming here yeah. and beating us at hockey. You're right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, unlikely. Yeah, yeah unlikely, <laughs> right? So, you know... Uh, so for us, like foreigners to go to Thailand, you know, like, you know, and, sure. and beat, right. the, beat them at, the, at their own sport, like it's, it says something. Yeah. So you won. I've won a few fights. A yes. few fights. Wow. Yes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's, that's yeah. a... For Muay Thai, I think I'm like uh, 19 and 2. 19 and 2. 19 wins and 2 fights. Oh, awesome. But that's not only in Thailand. No, of course. Yeah, yeah that's all, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Really? But I, I think I fought like over maybe, maybe 10 of those fights or 9 of those fights are in Thailand. Okay. Yeah, good do times. You, do you have a preferred martial art? I like the stand-up. I like the okay. punches and the kicks. Okay. Uh, that's always been like, because I've come from the karate and boxing, kickboxing background. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, we have a legend here in uh, in Ottawa. His name is Jean-Yves Theriot. It's the Iceman. He's like 23-time world champion at kickboxing. Okay. Okay. And uh, he was my first kickboxing coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, he taught me you know, a lot of kickboxing when I was like 15, 16, yeah. around that age. And uh yeah, it's uh, it's really a, a big honor to have him here in Ottawa. I can imagine. Yeah, he's old yeah. school, so maybe not a lot of like newer generation know about him. Right. But uh, yeah, definitely, it's awesome to have him uh, here. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's what I like is that people who are from around here can take their experience and sort of pass it along. That's to, right. To the new- yeah, that's a big thing. Like as a fighter, like like I don't want to just fight you know and and then that's it and then yeah. retire and go, i don't know do something else yeah, i'd yeah, like yeah. to like you know pass down my my knowledge to them and make i'd like to have when i'm done retired i want to like really like focus on making the next champions you know like i want to have you know we have this guy his name is uh, fred stonehouse and i think this guy in ottawa uh he, he's training at my gym he's one of my main train partners like I I, won't, I think he's gonna go to the UFC. I yeah. think he's gonna be the next one. Yeah. Right. We also had Randy Turner. Uh, very. He was so close to getting to the UFC, and uh, he won against a whole bunch of big names in Canada. He's like top one twenty five er in Canada. Oh so, lord. Yeah, flyweight one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty five like Jack. Right? Jack. Like, yeah. like, like he's like he's got like abs on his forehead. You know. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're happy, right? He's like minus ten percent body fat. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, Randy Turner. He's an amazing athlete, and he's very close to to getting the the call to UFC. And he might still too because he's still kind of active and in, in training, maintaining shape. Yeah. But uh, we have a prodigy in Ottawa, Fred Stonehouse. I, I got uh, a good belief in him. I believe that he can make the big show. Sure. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, why don't we jump to a segment uh, before we continue? Because I can talk to Mark forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, why don't you do a... What we're going to do now is uh, go back to a very old segment yeah. that we haven't done for a long time. Throwback. And it's also going to be the complete opposite of any type of fighting. This is the lowest energy type of thing. Uh, so we're going to do a beaver's den. Yep. <laughs> I have I have such a good business idea, and so I'm going to pitch it to you guys. Uh, so this is like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. I, I have a business idea. I'll pitch it, and then you guys can 
give me some feedback and tell me how great my idea is. I'm pretty cocky already. Uh, Thank you. Right. So, uh, <laughs> confident, confident. Yeah. Well, <laughs> both. Yeah. You gotta be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're in Ottawa and there are a yeah. lot of government workers in Ottawa. There's, sure. there's a lot of people who spend their day at work sitting at a desk. And, uh, <laughs> if you do spend all your time sitting at a desk, I'm betting you that you wish your chair was a lot more comfortable. Amon, do you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm in charge of ergonomics at work actually. So yeah. yeah. What? That's your job? <laughs> Part of it. We'll, we'll get back I to that. <laughs> um, so so I've, I've designed this new product. It's called Work Number. Uh, and it's, so it's inspired by the Sleep Number bed. Uh, it's a specially designed chair-bed hybrid. Uh, so there's, there's controls in this chair to uh, adjust firmness. You can adjust the position of everything to exactly the way you want it. Uh, you can also recline basically all the way back. So if you've ever flown or seen that first-class seat on an airplane, like it'll go completely flat if you want. Um, I actually work a lot better. Like if I have a laptop laying in bed, I, that is my most comfortable. I can get so much work done doing that. And so I want to replicate that, but at the office. Okay. And so the great thing about this is like a sleep number bed, work number will just complete, like it's entirely adjustable. So you can move everything around and make sure you're completely comfortable. Uh, there's, it also comes with a detachable uh, desktop surface. So you can, it'll sort of lever over and then, lock into place sure. above you Definitely. so that you can place your computer there, whatever papers you're working on. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, so it's all fully adjustable. You can control everything, the firmness, all the comfort. Mm-hmm. So ergonomically, I mean, it's just excellent. Sure. Yeah. What do you guys think? So your, your couple minutes of speaking was all to say that you want to have a bed at work. <laughs> That's what I got to. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm most comfortable when I'm laying down yeah. and I can work the best. At, at home when I'm laying down. Definitely. Definitely. I, I know when I'm lying down, my productivity just skyrockets. Definitely. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. I, uh, nope. You're the same? No. no. <laughs> Definitely I don't think anyone not. says that. I'm like, I'm like uh, night, night. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this segment is a lot like Dragon's End. You ever see Dragon's End where you can, uh, you know, there's a panel where uh, you can invest in the idea. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the so, ideas, so yeah. Rob, I, I would not invest in your idea just because. What's, know, what's the problem? What's the it's, it's a bed at work. Is what you, it, I, would you I, not I, I want that, though? I mean, sure, everybody wants it, but I would never invest in it. I think they, they want to discourage people from lying <laughs> down at work. I think that's so, a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying like a, like a huge like like building like say like Google or yeah. like Apple. Yeah. Like all the workers go Mind there them. and lay in yeah. their beds yeah. or I mean in their office. Yeah. Which, on their chairs. Uh, they hopefully in their yeah. own beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How long is that be before they're doubling up and then? You know what? I I seen this article. I forget where it was, but it was about. Um, People standing for work. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. no chairs. That's a thing now. And yeah. it's, the desk is really high, so you're standing and you have your hand. You've seen that? Yep. Standing so I think the pr- productivity for that would be better to stand. Right. It's, uh, because it's better. Like all crunched over here like this, like our organs, our back. Oh, that's what uh, I mean. Like you, you if you recline fully back, you're all spread oh, out. There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no organ crushing. Yeah. I, I don't um, think you're going to win us over with this, but <laughs> thank you for the so, effort. Uh, but if anybody else wants to invest... Mail us at ottawapodcast at, at, at gmail.com. Google. Um, I know you guys have the sleep pods. Right. So, uh, they, Google have sleep pods <laughs> where you can go and sleep. And like, they have a very comfortable workplace. I'm sure they would invest in you're, this. You're, you're still, you're, you're going what hard on this. Selling it. I think it's, it's mail at ottawapodcast.com. 
Which what oh, both say? both work. Sorry. I guess. Yeah. We tr- we try to we yeah. try to knock the Gmail off. Like yeah. Right. So it right. sounds more official. Yeah. But it so is a, it is both, a Gmail. Both works. Okay. There you go. So, are you, so those <laughs> are good. Those are good pitches though. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. Right. Maybe if you'd be on the show, I don't know. Maybe some guy. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe somebody will. Yeah. But not us. But you would need so, to get yeah. like the scientific like <laughs> yeah. fact that yeah. it, the productivity yeah. goes well yeah. for everybody because now you're talking about yourself, right? You got to pitch to the guy lying down already. You could you could <laughs> theoretically invest. set it up so that it was exactly the same as a regular office chair. Like it was really firm and hard and yeah. perfectly upright, so you can't recline at all. You could set it up that way. Because when you're comfortable, I don't know, your body goes and no, I don't know. When I'm comfortable, like now I'm comfortable, I'm ready to take a tight yeah. snooze. You know? that's, that's the thing. <laughs> me, too. I mean? me too. Like yeah, I'm relaxed. Okay. But you don't want to be so relaxed at work, yeah. do you? Maybe you That's can set it up so, so that it's totally adjustable, but the employer has their oh. own control. Oh, yeah. And they can, like, lock you in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can sell it from the business end. Yeah. Like the, and then they have a, like, electrical, like, zap that if you're, like, not, right. you know, being yeah. productive. Like, you sure. get the red button and zap. <laughs> there you go. It might be, like, a human's right, human rights issue with yeah, this. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And you can <laughs> have the launch, shot. too. The launch. Oh, yeah. Launch oh, yeah. Out. Absolutely. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> No man. Point it towards yeah, the open it. window. No, yeah. See you no later. Paperwork. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Google and Apple uh, would love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I, there's. I uh, appreciate the feedback. Thank there's there's Rob's idea. It's good. good for you, Mark. Uh, when I see you on the internet on social media, you're either training or you're at restaurants. Yes. You want to talk about some Ottawa restaurants? Do you oh, like? Oh man. So I've been doing this this top twenty restaurants. It's this article I found uh, last summer, and I'm down to fifteen. So I got five left. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've been like having this goal to like check out all the top 20, the check out the top 20 uh, voted uh, best restaurants in uh, yeah. in Ottawa. They're very new. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I love like, you know, the fusion stuff. I love the, yeah, I'm a big like foodie restaurant kind of guy. Sure. I love, love it. So of, of the 15 that you've tried, can you name a top few? Name a couple? Um, I would go up. El Camino. Yep. Uh, side door. Side door. Uh, Navarra. Oh, yeah, you like right. the tacos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the third one? Sorry. Uh, Navarra. What's that? Uh, it's just like it's kind of like tapa style. It has like one of the 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 chef that was on Top Chef Canada. He oh, cooks okay. out of there. Rodriguez, I think something like that. Okay. Chef cool. Rodriguez. Nice. Where's Navarra? Uh, Where is it located? It's uh, Murray. Okay, so, so like pretty downtown. Yeah, downtown. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, uh, which other spots I like? I like uh, this. This one didn't make the top twenty because it's so new. But I always go there. It's Ginza, best sh- sushi in Ottawa. Ginza, Ginza where's that? On Elgin, it's Elgin? amazing. Yeah, where in Elgin? Yeah, I brought my girlfriend. I, I think it's near Waverly, Elgin. right? Yeah. How do you feel about Waverly, Keegan? Yeah, there's a weird <laughs> street called Waverly that I have a, a beef with. Yeah, there we go. Waverly. Explain. Yeah, you ever hear Waverly Street? No. It intersects with Ottawa? Elgin and Bank. <laughs> okay. But it always like it pops up. And now there's a restaurant called Waverly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen it. I've <laughs> it's it's very good. off-putting. Keep, keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> oh, actually, one last, one last story about Keegan. Uh, the last time we passed by a street sign that said Waverly, he said that he was going to go down the street and steal all the signs. Oh, no, don't say that. Uh, so this is on. This is on the record now. Now they're going to listen. Oh, if somebody oh, steals oh. all the Waverly signs, signs, it's Keegan on. Yeah, I think uh, he, that's. that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's against the law, and I think he can have a criminal record for that too. Uh, there something. you go. It's being a teacher hard. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, sorry. What else? Uh, keep keep going down. This yeah. Way. So Ginza definitely yep. for sushi. Uh, the taco is definitely like El Camino. Yep. Uh, side door is good, really too. But the tacos. Mm-hmm. Not not so much. El Camino really yep. kills it. El Camino is um, also Elgin. 
I know. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I really Belgian enjoyed Glasgow. Oz Cafe. That's a really good spot. Right. Okay. Um, that made the top twenty. We yes. got so we got next on Hazel Dean. We got uh, Steak Eighteen okay. uh, downtown. Uh, there's so many. There's Town too on Elgin. There's a yeah. whole bunch oh, of yeah. them. Oh, there's yeah. a Black Cat Bistro right in, uh, in Little Italy. That's right. Yeah, okay. so I know it's a few. It's I'm, a few. I'm, I'm on it, man. I'm on this quest. Yeah. For it. It's been like almost a year now. Sure. So I got 15 down, so I got five to go. I love That's food. Cool. I'm a big food. Well, apparently, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, That's fancy good. restaurants or good restaurants. You know, sure. I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. We had a guest on uh, uh, Darren. Uh, what's Darren's last name? Shackleton. Shackleton. Darren Shackleton. And he's uh, he was a president of the... Uh, what, Canadian Canadian. Association of Food Service Professionals. That's what it was. Wow. Yeah. So, so he knows his stuff. Yeah, he knows his stuff a bit. And, and he was talking about uh, some of the restaurants in Ottawa. And, and I made a statement about how often I hear that, you know, people who want to have good food, they go to Montreal. And he talked about how, like, for a long time, it was Vancouver and Montreal. That's and right. how, like, Vancouver and Montreal. over the past, what, 10, 15 years, things have really changed for Ottawa. And, like, yeah. like world-renowned chefs have... Have come, yes. Or for example, the top chef guy. And there's one, the top twenty. Sorry, yeah. there's a top twenty restaurant. It's actually voted uh, number two or three in all of Canada. What's it's, that? It's called oh. L'Atelier. And okay. guys, mm. go. You've heard yeah, of it? Yeah, I have heard of this. Like it's a. Imagine this like gray brick building. Yeah. With bars over the windows. Mm. No <laughs> signs at all. Okay. And there's no signs at all. And it's, it's a, a prison. Yeah, it looks, it looks like that. It has its own garden at the back. Oh, yeah? It's called L'Atelier. It's $100 a person. Uh, eight, eight to ten course meal. Ooh, and it, oh the, the, it's it's called Molecure, uh, Molecule. Molecular Gastronomy. There you go. Yeah, Thank you. That's it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Someone said that to us. Recently. So, uh, and it's like top five in all Canada. And Whoa. we have them here in Ottawa. Unbelievable. So, have you like, been? I have not been. You have not been. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna bring well, my girlfriend there. There you go. Well, now you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's on. That's that's the five remaining. I have a few remaining that, that haven't been. That makes sense. So I got five left out of twenty, and uh, that's yeah. that's one that I definitely want to go. And like sense. you were saying, like yeah. like uh, the the person you were interviewing, like Ottawa's catching up definitely yeah. to Montreal and uh, Vancouver. Which is like we got great restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's good to yeah. hear that from somebody who's actually gone to fifteen of the top twenty. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. We're doing good. That's I cool. Ottawa's like, good. I like the set price, the hundred dollars. Like yeah, because I feel sometimes if you go to a restaurant, it has the potential to spiral out of control. If yeah. You like it, you yeah. know, you're just like buying. A bunch yeah. of stuff, a hundred dollars, and they just they treat you right. That's yeah, that's it. For, one, for, for once in a while, yeah, so among okay. the best in Canada. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. do it every night, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. special okay. occasion. Definitely. Yeah. It's cool. Nice. Maybe on my next birthday, <laughs> I'll be that guy who's like, "Hey, if you're <laughs> if you're my friends, my you'll come to friends. this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and my friends bet a lot on uh, we when we bet on like fights or like the NFL and stuff like yeah. that. So I owe uh, I owe my buddy. Um, Another top twenty is uh, supply and demand on the, in Westboro. Oh yeah, delicious. Yeah. The best carpaccio, really good, like homemade pasta, super fresh, really okay. really good food. Yeah. And uh, we always bet. I was like, okay, yeah. like I bet uh, the Seahawks are gonna win. That's who I bet. And I lost the bet, obviously. So I gotta <laughs> take them out to supply and demand. Okay, oh, so there that's you a fun go. bet. Nights out. Yeah, that's that's fun. Fun. yeah, yeah. You still get something out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It, exactly. Yeah. And then we get together again. So yeah, yeah. 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 It's not bad. Speaking of bets, do you have a bet on the? So as of this recording. Recording right now, we haven't yet seen the fight between Mayweather and, That's and right. Pacquiao. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Oh wow! So 
300 million dollars it's huge it's that's huge. your bet the pay-per-view is gonna be so by, by the time this is released yeah we'll know whether you were right or wrong that's true yeah but do you have a bet on one of them you know what like i if i'd put money on it it'd be mayweather just okay. because a whole bunch of like facts that i can tell you is, is it because want, they call him money though yeah, money made <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, But man, like, for example, like, he picked the referee. And on oh, one no. of, there's a video clip on, uh, yes, yesterday is uh, one of his old fights. He gets knocked, like, boom. He walks right into a straight right. His chin goes back. Right. And the referee steps in and he's like, Mayweather, are you okay? What? Like, a referee doesn't <laughs> ask that. Like, this guy's like wobbled. And he breaks it. So say, for example, right. like Keegan wobbles you yeah. and you're, you're my buddy. Sure. I break. I'm like, no, oh, don't no. finish him. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Okay, you're fine. Okay, keep fighting. That's that it. gave you the time to recover. Now that you're back. That's it. <laughs> so he's picked crazy. the referee. Oh. Uh, Mayweather's cocky. Flashes the money. Yeah. He, I, don't, I don't think he says he's better than Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Mike Tyson went off on him. Oh, yeah, I saw I that. Loved it. Yeah. He's like, he's a small man. He's delusional. <laughs> Who doesn't walk their kids, you know, to school? Like, I like love Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like he is the best in the world. You know, he is the best boxer right now. He's forty-seven wins, zero losses. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Rocky Marciano came close to forty-six, I think, or forty-five. <laughs> okay. So he's technically the best. Sure. Uh, you know, and just the demands that he's doing for blood work. And he's saying, okay, if oh, I lose, yeah. we're going to have a rematch. If I win, we have no rematch. That's right. Uh, he's got wow. 60% of the, the money. I heard that today. Poor Pacquiao has got yeah. 40%, yeah. but he's but not poor. Poor little guy, yeah. But you know what? Like, Pacquiao fights for the fans. Uh, he's great. Uh, you know, he's very humble. He spent, I think, like something like $600,000 for his friends to come to the fight. Yeah, oh, wow. a bunch of people. Wow. Like, and like, crazy. Not even immediate friends, but. Yeah. Like, just people from the Philippines. <laughs> May, exactly. Mayweather stole Manny Pacquiao's sparring partners. So say you guys what? train what? with me. You train me for my fight. This guy, Keegan's fighting. He's like, here, I'll give you guys more money. Come and mimic. Come in and train with me. <laughs> and so tell sleazy. me everything about... You know, oh, Mayweather. You know what? Like, I'm just repeating what I hear on yeah, the news no, and stuff yeah, like that. But it doesn't surprise me Mayweather was that. There's so much money on the line. There's his undefeated record. Like, there's no such thing as an undefeated boxer. Except Rocky Marciano. Yeah. Which is, like, in the old days of boxing. Yeah. And this guy, Mayweather, yeah, he's a character. But it's yeah. not stacked. I don't it's, know much about I'm boxing. I'm so yeah. pumped about yeah. this fight. That's yeah. The thing. <laughs> it's the biggest fight in the world. For the, mo- the yeah. most money that I ever made. Yeah. This is- uh, and, and it's funny. It's uh, Mayweather said waiting two because it's been two years in the making this fight. Right. Yes. Waiting two years made him an extra like $200,000 or 200. No. Was it? Yeah. $100 million or something like crazy Ooh, money. That's crazy. So waiting the build up, oh, the hype man, behind it made money Mayweather even more money. It's so that's smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I feel like it, it, like the first conversations happened like six years ago. It was like oh, 09 yeah. or something when they first started talking yeah. about it. Then they almost fought a couple years ago mm-hmm. where they something came up with a like drug test or something yeah. like that. And they're like, well, we want more. I think uh, Mayweather was like, we want more. And then never, never so like a smart man yeah. would put oh, their money on Mayweather. Yeah. Because it's a safe bet. Yeah. But maybe a lucky guy can put his money on Pacquiao That's and have huge, 
Yeah. A huge yeah. return. Oh, Do you know I, what the odds are offhand? Do you know like what's I, the, I don't know. No, I don't know yeah. offhand. Yeah. Right. I, I heard uh, Mayweather got uh, hurt in sparring. He got like wobbled in sparring. So oh. there's some rumors coming around. So, so maybe the partners know, are actually still. <laughs> yeah. <getting laughs> maybe <laughs> that's cable. Maybe Pacquiao's exactly. I didn't think of that. He's a smart that's guy. Smart. That's smart. He is yeah. a smart man. Pacquiao's like, go train with Mayweather. You heard him. I get that. Yeah. Did you post that thing the other day about Tyson paying his sparring partners like, a hundred dollars around or something. That's right. And he's like, he, he is like, <laughs> say for example, like Tyson needed sparring partners, right? Cause everybody be afraid. He, yeah. he'd destroy, he'd knock people well, out yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah. So you pay like, you're being paid a hundred dollars around three minutes Crazy. to spar with Tyson. Would you do it? Hundred dollars, <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> I heard this. I can't tell if that's. If I'm fighting, bro, him, imagine you're trying, laced up facing Tyson. If he's so trying to thing. knock me out, then no. But if I've got the of pads course. and he's punching my hands, no, 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 it's fine. It's not holding a pad. No, he's got his trainers doing that. Yeah. You're just a. And then I, I, I was gonna, you. I was gonna say the word. When I post that, he's like, because he knocks out his, his sparring partner, right? It's not really sparring, it's sparring. Yeah. And he's like, goes to his trainer, he's like, bring me some more meat. Oh, God. <laughs> That's There's a pile of guys outside the ring. Oh, That's yeah. it. Man. Oh, anyway, he's, uh, uh, and he's a comedian now, so that's yeah. a, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, he's awesome. He turned <laughs> yeah. around a lot, and uh, yeah. I think he was messed up in his beginning. Like, he was so young, right? And yeah. I get that. Fame gets me. I get Yeah, too. fame. Yeah. 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 John Bones Jones. Oh yeah, I, I totally missed that. So the, yeah. the uh, busted for a hit and run, and hit and run. That's in cocaine. The, the light heavyweight champ, UFC champ. For yeah. people who don't wow. know, oh Jones, is that yeah. Yeah, 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 he's what twenty four, twenty three. Yeah, that's you have so much money, like sponsored by like Reebok and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You got stripped for the title, right? Yeah, strip. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. that's a good call news. for UFC. You know, yeah. like you can't have a. You know, somebody using drugs and doing a hit and run and get all yeah. messed up, like represent, you know, yeah. the whole organization, right? Yeah. Oh, I get that. So, but they yeah. gave him the first chance, right? When he got busted for using cocaine. Yeah. And, there and was then a... he still retained his title because sure. no, obviously okay. as first a first Dana White, like, yeah. you know, you can't lose our golden boy. He's a big yeah. guy. And then does it again. But they cut guys like like Matt Riddle and a few other guys for right. for smoking marijuana that they test positive yeah. and they like yeah. immediately cut them. Yeah. yeah, so they're trying to show their zero tolerance. But right. I, I get it for the champion. It's yeah, like yeah. you know this is the face, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not the. Well, Do you have any favorite maybe either classic <laughs> UFC fighters or like new up and coming guys that people can? I really watch like George St. Pierre. Obviously, I'm a George St. Pierre guy. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's such a great champion. Like. I've seen him so many times, uh, you know, just walking around or hanging out with him. I remember, uh, you know, a story I heard. He was at the Outback Steakhouse in, in Vegas, and uh, he had, like, his his head in his plate, like, trying to eat his food, and people would line up for autographs. Some girl, like, toss a napkin at him. He'd smile, <laughs> like, sign away a napkin. Just what trying to eat his meal, yeah. <laughs> and he's used to having, like, a lot of entourage. He always forks the bill, and it was actually Pat that was with him there, and Pat, you know, stepped up and you know got the bill for him oh, nice. so that's pretty cool and then like he's halfway he's leaving the restaurant halfway in his car the hostess comes out of outback george george sign the autograph you know like yeah, signs yeah, the autograph yeah. never says no for pictures like that's he's great. such a great champion to represent us as canadians i like that and uh yeah just amazing guy yeah, yeah so i have a lot of respect for like champions like that right know? like yeah. that are champions not only in the cage like george is but also like in life you know just a super easygoing guy and uh but yeah george st pierre i look up to a lot and uh yeah other other ufc fighters that i'm keeping my eye on that I'm, i like to watch fight and uh um you know frankie edgar and stuff like that yeah. i really yeah. like him yeah 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 cool <laughs> cool stuff nice
Uh, are there rumors that uh, GSP is thinking about uh, getting back into it? Yeah, there's there's been rumors for a long time for that. I I I think like he retired at the top. You know, like a lot of guys like uh, Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, Vanderlei Silva. Those guys are legends, and they stay in the sport just a tad too long, get knocked out or hurt, and it just kills you to see yeah. these like yeah. great legends get uh, get messed up and knocked yeah. out by you know younger like prodigies up and comers so i i'm happy for george to retire and, and not step back in the cage yeah, if he that. does then that's great i think he did like it's funny i was wrestling in montreal at the montreal wrestling center uh two days after he beat uh, joe riggs and uh announced his retirement and i'm wrestling do my thing train with uh with randy turner and i hear like you know, some clapping, everybody's clapping, clapping, like, woo, all that. And I look around and I look, George St. Pierre is in his Under Armour suit, getting ready to wrestle with his wrestling shoes on. <laughs> he just announced his retirement. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so confused. I'm like, man, like, you just retired. You just beat this guy. You went five, five rounds and you return your, your, uh, you retained your title. And now you're like back at training. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know if he's going to be able to stay off of it. Mm-hmm. A quick story is that after he beat, beat uh, Koscheck for five rounds again, right. uh, pumped his eyelid shut with a jab for five rounds. It was yeah. awesome. Great fight. Uh, he goes down south for one week, brings all his trainers. And then uh, two days pass by and he's, it's supposed, you just train like three months, yeah. like grueling training, sure. supposed to rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's doing sprints up and down on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes up to one of his trainers, John Danaher. And he's like, yo, John, let, let's go train. Let's go do some jiu-jitsu. Like, teach me some moves. Let's train some jiu-jitsu. Like, wow. you just spent, like, three months of your life, like, eat, sleep, train, yeah. fought an amazing fight, a war, won the fight. You're on the beach, down south, wherever, like, supposed to relax. Yeah. And John, the coach, is like, man, you brought us here to relax. Like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's that type of guy, you know? Oh, he's yeah. the type of guy that, like, like, I heard, like, rumors, like, he would, when he was up and coming, like, uh, John Denny who would show him a technique he'd grab a training partner and go practice that one technique for like two hours God. like it's crazy well, I mean, nobody it's, does that you yeah. know what I mean? the champ like, does that the champ <laughs> does that yeah, yeah that's great I love that exactly <laughs> oh, cool yeah. yeah so he's um, one of those yeah no, that's great what do you guys think we do uh, a speed round yeah, yeah. yeah. let's go for you it that? okay so uh, <laughs> I don't need to explain you, you guys know what a speed round is Mark, you know what a speed round is. We'll ask you a series of questions. Two minutes on the clock, and Rob will start. I'm going to start with the one that I've been thinking about for the last three minutes. Um, so you're a UFC fighter. What is your biggest fear? Letting my coaches down, letting my training partners down, and, okay. yeah, my instructor down, like, you know, not be able to perform. Okay. On a scale of from 1 to 10, how nervous do you did you get before UFC 120? 11. <laughs> in your weight class who would you least want to fight of all the like top guys a teammate like uh frankie edgar oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh if you had to fight robert downey jr as sherlock holmes what move would you use to beat him the throat punch okay <laughs> uh which of the three of us would you most or yeah most want to fight most want to fight most want to fight Keegan. Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> a punchable face. The very yeah, you know, that, because you know, I know he has he has training. Right? Yeah, yeah. training so. uh, what's your favorite dish? Favorite dish? I'd I'd like to say sushi. Nice. Uh, what restaurant would you not go back to in Ottawa? Out of the out of the top twenty you tried? Uh, 
Oh, there was one. Let me think. Let me think. There was one I don't recommend at all. The least memorable one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't bash a restaurant. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. Good question. I'll, hey, I'll come back to it. Uh, what's your favorite Ottawa sports team? Uh, Sands? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Default. <laughs> go, has go. Sorry. I have a least friend. Go ahead. Who's the, the worst superhero? Ah. Um, Hawkeye. Yeah. Right? <laughs> If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you have? Pizza. Uh, what uh, what place in Canada would you like to visit that you haven't already? Out west, like Vancouver. Cool. Yeah, I've done Victoria, but not Vancouver. So. Cool. What's your favorite piece of exercise equipment? Oh. The punching bag. Ah, nice, yeah. I like that. Like a true <laughs> fighter. He never complains. Ah, ah, punching bag is <laughs> always available. That's Midnight, 3 a.m., yeah. 6 p.m., whatever. Yeah. Do He's people complain when you punch them? Uh, <laughs> not to me. Not to me. <laughs> to right? somebody no, conscious. Uh, That's great. Uh, what kind of bag do you have at home? I mean to ask you. At home, uh, sandy bag. Sandy. Okay. Yeah. Tire. Yeah. That's tie. genuine leather okay. tie style. Yeah. Yeah. That's about, getting. Okay. About want a Canadian tire. And- like, I broke it like a meat broke it. <laughs> yeah, too much power. I know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. But I like hang it outside and it gets rained on. And oh, really? I that's it. cool, man. That's Thai style, bro. I guess. But then yeah, I punch it. Like it open is like garbage falling out of it. Yeah. And stuff. Watch the Chinese newspapers. Yeah. Apple cores. Like crazy. Like <laughs> so. Garbage. First mistake is not outside, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. winter, right? I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, and then uh, yeah, just buy quality, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the difference? But, but you can buy cheap and have it inside, and then they'll last longer. Yeah, I guess, sure. yeah. Yeah, go back to Canadian Tire, but have it inside. But it's tough inside. Like, if you get on the beam and you're working at it, like, the whole house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Tough, it's tough to, to get that. Yeah. I think yeah. I have asbestos in my basement where I hang it, so I don't want to, like, breathe heavily. Breathe, in yeah. That's <laughs> why I have Ottawa, asbestos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I know your next guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, one last uh, thing I want to touch on is uh, you do work with the Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts. Yes. Uh, and what you, you you manage a gym? Is that the idea? I manage a gym now, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Wh- where is this gym? Uh, Carlton Place. Carlton I manage Place, that okay. gym. And uh, it's a great gym. It's very quaint. It's very one mat, one class at a time. I'm teaching all the classes back to back to back. That's You're awesome. the guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the manager. I'm the instructor. I'm the front desk admin. Uh, I really like it. I've been... Um, I've been fortunate to to have that opportunity to uh, because like in fighting a lot of people like unfortunately like they fight they get a great career but then you can't fight it's like NFL players right like what are you gonna do after yeah. football right yeah so I was always thinking the uh, of the future or actually no I was never thinking of the future <laughs> and my instructor got me thinking okay, of the future. That's a good he's like man like you're you know, like, what are you going to do after you're fighting? Like, a lot of fighters end up, like, you know, like, being really in bad financial situation, just like NFL players, I'm sure, and, yeah. and stuff like that. You guys all heard the stories, right? Yeah. yeah. So, opening a gym is really good, you know? And, uh, like, my game plan was when I was 17 is, like, you know, make a name. And I, I think, you know, I'm, I am I got a, a kind of big name in a small pond, like, in, in Ottawa, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then teach martial arts so people know where I've been, all the training, all the experience, all the certificates, all the uh, the seminars I've done, and all that knowledge that I have. And then I hope that people in Ottawa can, like, come to me and I can pass that down. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I teach at the, in Westboro at the Carling and uh, uh, Broadview Gym. 
Um, so right in Westboro there, I teach during the daytime and then nighttime I go to Carlton place and manage that gym. Very cool. There, there's a few gyms for. Yeah. Canada on Hazeldean, uh, St. Laurent and, uh, Rockland. Right. Okay, cool. And, uh, so if people want to train with you specifically, Carlton place at night is probably or the idea. At night. Yeah. At night. Or Carling. Okay. Very cool. Uh, sorry. Uh, Carlton uh, place uh, uh, at night and then Carling Westboro during the day. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up. So, uh, is there anything you want to plug aside from your gym? Well, we'll uh, add a link, I guess, yes. to to the website on, on our website. Yeah, definitely. If you, if you guys want to try like classes, and they can come in and try classes, we really a uh, friendly atmosphere. I'm sure Keegan can uh, the friendly attest to that. Super friendly. And <laughs> there you go. It's it's not that like st- stereotype of like a grungy like fighter gym that you walk in and sure. you're gonna get eyeballed and <laughs> yeah. you're nervous and stuff. Like everybody's gonna be nervous. You. You walk in a gym, you want to be taught martial arts, like you're going to show up there and, and it's very professional, but like we try to make it a good atmosphere that welcoming Good. and, uh, yeah, not have any, you know, you know, eyeball, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, eyeballing or sizing up kind of contest, like right. the old days of like right. the fighter dream, gyms, you know, and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Like Rocky. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. None of that. None of that. And sure. then helping, helping new students get better and. You know, just hopefully, uh, you know, like my goal is always like I really like enjoy fighting. So I like to uh, to train fighters, but I also like to train, you know, like kids and uh, also, uh, you know, recreational members, you know, just for weight loss or confidence. Kids, it's it's amazing. Like yeah. what, the, what martial arts can do to them, like teaches a lot of stuff that school doesn't teach, you know, like discipline, respect, honor, loyalty, all those those values that, sure. that martial arts come. So I tell the parents a lot, like. Martial arts is more than like, you know, just punches and kicks, you know, right. it's a lot of values. And we teach, uh, we teach a lot, obviously, to anti-bullying techniques, like oh, bull- yeah. bullying has been really big uh, these last few years. And we're trying to like, you know, like prepare the kids for that. That's and, great. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a good times at, uh, at the academy teaching and passing down that knowledge. Oh, I love that. That's Very great. cool. And where can people find you online? If they want to. Yeah, online. I'm huge on Facebook, as yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. I, I'm trying to get the Twitter thing going. Yeah, you yeah. guys on Twitter? Uh, yeah. We're on Twitter. Yeah. I, I generally just follow myself. But, yeah, uh, but we're all just kind of. A big I don't know. I have a hard time. Know. Like, yeah, I can't do it. Twitter. Yeah, I'm yeah. such. I'm loyal to Facebook. I get it. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Cool. Um, Keegan, where can uh, the listeners find us? You can find us at ottawatpodcast.com. Uh, send us a message or email us at mail at Ottawa podcast. Uh, dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how email works? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want something to have a dot com? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, and you can also, uh, <laughs> you can, you see my role here. Yeah. I'm comic relief. <laughs> um, but you can also, uh, review us on iTunes, right? We're on yeah, iTunes and Stitcher radio. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. If you, if you like the show, do leave us a review because that's the way that it helps other people find the show. I noticed I was looking through our stats the other day. We do not have many people who listen through iTunes. Oh, okay, never um, mind. No, no, no. We don't have many people who listen through <laughs> iTunes. But if you go, if you like the show and you go review us through iTunes, it lets other people I find see. us. Cool. Makes sense. Cool. And how about uh, Audible? Audible? Yeah, so uh, we are brought to you once again in part by audible.com. You guys can go to audible.ottawattpodcast.com to get a free audiobook download as well as a 30-day trial. Um, audiobooks, I've mentioned this before, they're like podcasts. So if you like podcasts or if you listen to this, uh, you'll probably like someone reading a book to you. They get they have lots of really nice, uh, cool books. Uh, and it's usually the author or someone with a really, really great voice uh, reading the books. 
So it's it's a fun experience. Uh, yeah. So go to audible.audiwattpodcast.com. They have I've this stat is now out of date. I've been reading that they have 150,000, but they now have over 180,000 titles, Ooh. and they've apps for iPhone and Android. Cool. So let's uh, close it out, Mark. I'll give you the reins and just say Ottawa, however you want. Ottawa.